the Holy Spirit and truth. They go together. Like <laughs> Sorry, that's that Grease song. It just came out. I couldn't control it. And I'm sure that that's not the words that they say, but it was fun. But it's true. The Holy Spirit is truth. When you think back, Jesus said, hey, the Holy Spirit is coming. And he will remind you of all of the things that I've taught you. He will lead you and guide you and show you the truth. That's pretty important nowadays. Because when I look in my journey from the very beginning, God showed himself to me. I had an amazing encounter with him in confession. I knew God existed. Continue down my road. I'm having encounters with Jesus all over the place, and the Holy Spirit is taking over my life. Fast forward another couple of years, and I'm starting to realize that the world and the people in it who I looked up to, who I thought had the answers of true happiness and success and what like this world is really all about, The Holy Spirit led me to the truth that these people aren't the ones that have the answers. As a matter of fact, in some cases, some of those people were opposite of godly, goodly people in the world. What I wish I did earlier in my journey was to ask the Holy Spirit for truth. In my decisions, in what I'm hearing, through media, through people, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, Holy Spirit, show me the truth. Day after day, week after week, you should be seeing things clearer. When I say we're in a spiritual war, it's not me saying it, really. It is the Bible that says we're not at war with the physical world. We're at war with the spirits and powers and principalities. So if you look at yourself right now, wherever you're at, right around you is your guardian angel, probably a couple of other uh, evil spirits, a couple of holy spirits, right? Not the Holy Spirit of God, but holy, I should say, angels. Maybe you've got St. Michael around you, a bunch of his army. They're fighting left and right. The evil ones are trying to harm us, trying to pull us out of that peace and that love and joy that God gives us. That's our, our true way to live and poke holes and punch through the wall of our armor, right? That's what they do. And then they let things and they inject fear and anxiety and worry and they inject deceit and lie to create that fear, anxiety, and worry. 
Holy Spirit, come, show me the truth. And it may take a while. You may have a very difficult truth that you need to figure out and accept. We love in our human nature to put up cognitive dissonance where we hear something and it's so far-fetched that we can't even, it doesn't fit our, rea- our reality in our mind. And so we dismiss it because it's that unbelievable. But what I'd like you to do is ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to the truth when you hear things that are unbelievable. Or when you're trying to decipher or discern whether someone's telling you the truth or what the truth is in a situation. Or again, typically as always, in a decision that you have to make. Let's call on the Holy Spirit. The war that we are in is spiritual and mental. And it is acting itself out in the physical world in the way that you see all around us, in the anger, in the division. It's rampant because the spirits are working on our fear, our emotions, and our truth. And when nobody goes to God, they're going to be sucked in to the lies. When a truth comes to be that maybe you didn't believe earlier, maybe ask yourself why. Why didn't I believe that? It's true. It's proven to be true now. But why did I believe what so-and-so told me or what the news quote-unquote told me or what my family told me or what my spouse told me? Why didn't I see the truth and my friend Bobby or Susie knew it all along? Come Holy Spirit, lead me to truth. Let's ask the Lord today to play a powerful role in our lives, just like St. Stephen. St. Stephen, in the first reading, is spouting the joy. He's this young, angelic kid out there speaking contrary to the high priests. And you've got this whole group of people that are looking at him. And I kind of went through a little Lexio Divina this morning, and I put myself in that scene where people were stoning Stephen because of what he was saying. And then Stephen looking up and saying, oh, I see the Lord in the clouds. And they just screamed louder and then took him out of the city and stoned him to death. And yet at the time, right before he's going to pass, he looks up and he says, Lord, please forgive these people. What a beautiful witness. And then Saul is there before his big conversion to Paul, condemning and authorizing what is happening. And they called Saul a young man, two young men. 
And I thought about myself as one of the people in the crowd, just going along like I used to for most of my life. Because I didn't know enough to stand up and say something differently. I just went along to get along. Again, my life was all about pleasing other people, hoping that everyone would like me. I just don't want to be the topic of conversation when people are talking behind my back or when I'm out of the room. Pathetic. If I cared enough about God and what God thought about me and how God thinks I live my life, I would be a saint. <laughs> I would be like probably a cloistered nun or something like that, right? Think about that. Think about how much value and worth we put in people and men and not God. And do we speak up about the truth? Do we, do we, you know, cower in the corner or do we just get along because we don't want to ruffle the feathers? I mean, this is a moment. These are times in our lives where we've got to step up and make a choice. Are you going to live a full Christian life and speak truth, not just of your faith, but also what you believe in the world? One small example for me was abortion. That was one of the last things I could wrap my head around. How crazy does that sound? It's life. It's giving life to a child. And I was still so sucked into the culture's programming of my mind, my body, my choice. I also believed in my heart that if you can't afford a baby, don't have it that it's not a baby. So it was a long years, my friends, years before I truly understood the evil that is behind all of this. What is all of this behind where we are in this world? That Satan has done everything in his power to attack God's original plan. The man with Manly, masculine roles. The woman, his perfect complementary partner, specifically made separately with different talents and skills, right? Different things that they will bring to a union together. They are made to create a child, to create a big family, to help out others, to live in a community worshiping God and supporting and loving one another. And is that the world that we're living in right now? Nope. Could you say we're in upside down world? We are completely opposite. We've got people who don't know if they're a man or if they're a woman. We've got the culture that has showed them you don't need to be married. You don't need to have kids. You can kill kids, right? So I'm sorry, I'm going off on my tangent. Let's go back to the abortion. When I started realizing how evil establishments and the greater picture of what is happening in the culture, I started stepping up. I started actually making decisions not to buy certain products because of the advertising that I saw. My husband loves Ritz crackers. And I saw this 
advertisement with two same-sex attraction people and it made my skin crawl and I turned and I looked at him and I'm like, you're never eating another Ritz again. (laughs) And he said, okay, because he's looking at it too. And he's, I mean, we just keep turning off the channels and we don't watch very much TV, but when we do, it's all over. So I'm standing up for truth and I'm speaking the truth to my family and I'm saying, Look, this is not the way that life is supposed to be. This isn't how God created man, woman, family. And God created rest and time to spend with the family. The culture has created this technology and all of these things to keep us busy so that we don't sit and spend time with God and the loved ones around us and the people in our communities. Do you even know your neighbors? When was the last time you had a chat with them? Walked over, had a cup of coffee, maybe had a beer. Sent him a text saying, hey, you know what? I'm really happy that you're my neighbor. (laughs) It could be a heck of a lot worse, (laughs) you know? Truth comes from the spirit of God. And when you know it, stick with it. Hold firm. Forget the humans in this world. Why? Because you should be living for that audience of one, of God only. Because that, my dear friends, is the only thing that you're going to have to account for is to God, your life, to God, Jesus, looking at you. What did you do with the gift I gave you? That beautiful gift of you. And hopefully, you've touched a lot of hearts, you've spoken truth, you've been a disciple. Come Holy Spirit, lead us to the truth and help us speak and live the truth today and every day. Have a blessed and inspired one. Talk to you tomorrow. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.